Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. (laughs) This is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Welcome back to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast. Hey, everyone. Hey, y'all. So last week we discussed being black in America at work. Uh huh. And our hair. And we come back this week. And so last hair is different. You were just talking about all this natural embrace. Look at you, winging sis. Now I never said you can't take a break (laughs) and throw a good weave in real quick. Okay. Give your give your hair break. You know, braid it up for a second. And you did that yourself. I did. Yes, girl. I'll be back next week, though. <laughs> Wait, you only keep the. Yeah, I'll be back. That's how I play too much. Like, I play. What in the world? I play. <laughs> I play. Do people treat you differently at work with your new hair? Um, no, they so used to be go- growing, <laughs> growing <laughs> like, inches. Your hair grew so fast. Next week you cut it again. Right, right. Yeah, no, they so used to it. Yeah, no. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, so. This week, as in every week, we are going to start off with our royal moment. And this week's royal moment goes to Alea Eastman. Alea Eastman recently testified at the House Judiciary Committee's hearing on gun violence on Capitol Hill. Mm. So she was a survivor of a mass shooting that actually took place around this time last year um, on Valentine's Day um, at a school called... At a school called Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School um, in Parkland, Florida. Mm. And y'all yeah, tired of these school shootings. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, Didn't um, we just have one here in yes, Baltimore? Exactly, last week. Yeah, that was crazy. So, um, so last year on Valentine's Day, um, she was in her history class and someone just started shooting. And mm. actually, her classmate, who was her partner in her history project, Ended up getting killed, and she hid oh. under his body. Wow. And um, so pretty much she wanted to speak out against gun violence. And it, it was actually the first of such hearing to focus on gun violence in the House of Representatives in the past eight years. Mm. That's I know that took a lot of courage for her to stand up in front of those people. Exactly. And having to recall such trauma yes. that has happened. But not even that. Can you imagine what she was going through in the heat of the moment when she had to hide underneath yeah. of her imagine. a dead body? Yeah. yeah. She that has, is crazy. She and had how some old of the videos. She? Um She's high school. So yeah, high school, she's so. high school. Yeah. Twenty fourteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She has the videos on her Instagram of mm. when someone was like Snapchatting or Instagram live and like what was going on. And I you can like hear her rem- screaming in the background. I feel like oh I remember, gosh. I don't know, like we said, there's so many school shootings, but I feel like I remember a video in a sign because they had like the lab tables and you could yeah, see, uh-huh. you could yep, see, what you could hear actually yeah. um, what was going on. I wonder if that's the same one. Yeah. And so she said once the gunman left, so maybe he thought he killed everybody yeah. or whatever. And once he left, he said she said some of her classmates grabbed her and they like hid in the corner. And then that's when she called her parents, like telling them goodbye pretty much yeah. because she didn't know what was going to happen. Like just imagine as a parent, like you send your child to school and they're right. calling you like with their last goodbyes. Like that it's is so scary. Yeah. It is unimaginable. Well, hopefully she spoke to some of the hearts on that committee. 
And hopefully there'll be change. My thing is, that's the first type of hearing in the past eight years. But how many uh, shootings have we had in school, Mm -hmm. you know, in these past eight years? And this is the first time. So, I mean, I'm glad it's at least happening and that she was brave enough to stand up. But that is wild. Well, shout out to Aaliyah. Yes. Thank you, Aaliyah. All right. So, now we are going to move on to our sis second. And our sis second is a time that we take to straighten some of those raggedy crowns that we see around town. So, Celeste, tell us about some raggediness that you have experienced. <laughs> so, I don't know why these <laughs> past couple of weeks have been so raggedy <laughs> for other people because I haven't been raggedy, but I've witnessed raggediness. <laughs> so, I was in Starbucks and I ordered this whatever Frappuccino drink. And, um, you know how they have to clean out the blender or whatever in the sink. And so when the lady took the blender out the sink, there was soap in it, visibly suds, soap. So (laughs) she did, she rinsed out the container, but there was still suds around the top of the, uh, around the top of the container. Uh So she proceeded to pour my drink into the The container. container. Right. Sudsy container. Um, And so I said, oh, oh, excuse me. Uh, She said, this ain't your drink. Ooh, wait a minute. Ooh, Strike ooh, one. Ooh, right. Because it is my drink. And she didn't but even if it wasn't your drink. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm sure still, they didn't want sus in this. So, strike one. Because I said, oh, is that not for Celeste? And she said, yes. I said, I'm Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be polite, but it was like, you know how someone can turn your attitude real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I said, no, don't get nasty because she's fixing your little drink. <laughs> so... <laughs> Said, well, you don't oh, want no extra suds. Yeah, I don't want mouth. no extra suds. Right. No other type of suds. Right. So I said, oh, well, do you mind um, rinsing the rest of the soap suds out of the container? Uh, she caught a whole attitude. She dumped it out in the sink. And so the other lady behind the counter was like, oh, there was soap in there? And the lady was like, no, it wasn't no soap. Oop. So now, strike two. Oop. So I said, <laughs> and so now I got an attitude because you got limited strikes with me at this point. <laughs> She didn't even make it to three. No, right, she ain't got to read because now I got to add it to you. Because you're just being nasty for no no reason. Like, why is it so wrong that I don't want soap in my drink? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, I said, well, if it wasn't no soap in there, why you pour it out? What you pour it out for? Right. You uh-huh. should have just turned around and said, no, it's not soap. Yeah. She going to say, just to please you. Mm-hmm. Now, that was strike three, but she already <laughs> ran out of strike. <laughs> Now, so she did rinse it again, but I'm telling y'all, it was still soaked suds in this drink. And I drank it anyway, so I'm clean on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so she turned around. You know, in Starbucks, they tell you, like, you, you should have said, oh, well, you already paid for it. But you should have been like. Well, it almost went in the trash. But wait a minute. So, <laughs> so you know how Starbucks, they give you the cup and they say, like, oh, they recite the whole drink or whatever to you. Now, I was standing right there, but she could have nicely handed it to me, like, here you go. Have a nice day. Whatever. But instead, she slides the drink across the counter and just turns around and keep, you know, goes back to fixing oh. someone else's drink. So I said, okay. I didn't say thank you. I just mm-hmm. picked up the cup and I kindly walked away. Mm-hmm. She says, then she turns around and says, have a nice day. I mm-hmm. said, oh, you too. <laughs> and I almost threw the whole cup in the trash. <laughs> but I didn't. I drank the rest of it. Right. Because, I, I mean, that doesn't affect her if right, you threw exactly, the cup in the exactly. trash. Sure. And that's why I didn't. Because I was like, yeah. no, this joint was like five fifty. Right. That's my money. I, had a taste for this. I really kind of right. wanted this. <laughs> it's not a Starbucks that I can go to close by. So I was like, let me just drink this, even though it's soap in it. <laughs> it's not going to kill me. But that's the thing, though. When people... Listen. 
you choose your job or you yeah. decide that you're going to work there. Like, you, mm-hmm. you just have to make the best of you it. You do. Like, you I worked do. in customer service and where I worked, the um, clientele was different um, for many different reasons. Racially, culturally, um, you know, they food-wise, they were just different people. Uh-huh. And so, you know, people had attitudes or just different ways of dealing with stuff, but you have to just kind of just take it for what it is. You know, you can't be nasty to them, throw their groceries up on the counter. You know, right. you can't, you exactly. just, you're in, you're in customer service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, while the customer is not always right, right. they are. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to just kind of Right, like this Conceive. is your job. Just don't, just this don't let job. the the customers affect you to the point where you just give bad service. Right, exactly. So Did you leave a review? Um, no, you know, just I believe, that. No, I believe in leaving that. reviews. <laughs> but I don't know the lady's name, so I couldn't say like who it was. I should have gotten her name, though. I'm the one to be like, I was at this store on this date at this specific time. She had on this item. She was wearing these colors. Review your cameras. Oh, oh man. God. That's That's real- now, I did do that one time. I was in a Chipotle, and this young lady, um, to me, it was just a hygiene kind of thing. She mm-hmm. her, she was a little heavy set, and her stomach was uh, um, was not completely covered by her, t- her Chipotle t-shirt. And her stomach was dragging along the <laughs> You know, Chipotle, the food falls out and stuff. You know, I mean, yeah. they clean it up and they yeah. throw it away. They don't put it in your bowl. But well, still, right. like... just wiping it down with a stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. But... <laughs> oh, we're <I'm> about... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. But I did write... I did send an email and say, you know, just for hygiene purposes, like, that's unsanitary. Yeah. So I did report that. But did I... you get free Chipotle afterwards? I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, moral of the story is... First of all, sis, you lucky I ain't Ooh. throw the whole drink in the trash. Ooh. Oh, oh, she, she lucky. lucky. You're right. You're right. You lucky. You didn't throw that drink away. You know that would have made her mad that she went through all of that she and not threw it in the trash. She'd have been mad. She'd have looked like, well, well that's you just wasted your money. Well, she's still lucky. Just don't be spanked. But let, yeah, like, let's just be kind to one another, you know? And I don't, I didn't, at least I didn't consciously have an attitude or anything. I just didn't want soap in my drink. Right. When it comes mm. to food and drink, like, you just have to realize people watch that stuff. Like, we don't yeah. want you handling stuff with dirty hands and things like that. So, if somebody ask you kindly, right. like, don't cut your to, Like, to change your gloves or something. Like, right. I've done that before because mm-hmm. I'm big on that. Like, don't, don't, Take money Ooh. at the register and then come over here and t- yeah. no, yeah. don't touch the trash can yeah. and then go back to right. the food. And then you mad when somebody asks you yeah, to kindly change your gloves. gloves. Yeah. Where's the crime? There's no crime. I'm just work- looking out for myself. <laughs> so yeah, so that's my sis second for this week, y'all. Okay. So what's the solution? Don't be touching our attitude. I mean, the solution for me, for our, you know, for the recipients of the attitude, is to just remain calm. You know, don't be nasty back. Don't be rude. And, you know, kind of sort of kill them with kindness. And maybe they'll see the error in their ways. Yeah. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. see, like, oh, man, maybe I didn't have to get smart like that. You know. Right. Um, For her, <laughs> y'all going to have to call the solution Da, da, da. Right. <laughs> this is... Maybe you weren't having a good day, but don't take it out mm-hmm. on your customers. Um, just do do your job, put in your hours, and and go home. Yeah, take it in That's stride. All. Like yeah. it wasn't an irrational. Not personal. Yeah. It's not. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Yep. Bam, there it is. Yep. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about love. Valentine's Day is in what two is days. Love? 
All you need Don't hurt is me. Love. Oh, <laughs> we have this whole jukebox going on of love. Um, so Jess, take us on a journey of love. Okay, just the love doctor. Just the love doctor. The love doctor. I think it's great that we're discussing this topic though, because love is so subjective, and I never realized that until I became an adult. Uh Mm -hmm. So, on today's segment of Where's Just P, I want to start by attempting to define love. I feel like when I was younger, I learned what love is from Disney movies. Hmm. Disney taught me that love is riding on a magic carpet. It taught me that (laughs) love is getting kissed by Prince Charming and all these other fairy tales. Yeah. And that's not love. No. Right. It's not love at all. It's not reality. It's not reality. (laughs) On top of that... In my mind, I was like, okay, well, love is a feeling. I, I'm expecting to feel something, these butterflies, and that ain't love it's either. It's not, <laughs> and I think that that is one of the biggest misconceptions yes. ever. Right, like your leg, when it. you get your first kiss, your leg is supposed to pop up. <laughs> what? Like, uh, <laughs> like, like yeah, 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 what you mean, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah people, people, though, always associate love with yes. this feeling, and it's like, well, sometimes... Sometimes you can get like a warm and fuzzy feeling. Well, I think there is a such thing as chemistry in which yeah. you have that warm and fuzzy feeling, but that's that doesn't love. mean that you're in love. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay, that's I see not what you're love. Saying. Yeah, it's just warm and fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, it's warm and fuzzy. You yeah. like that? It's new. Yeah, that's okay. what it is. It's, it's, it's the new. newness. In fact, that doesn't mean it's love. Yeah, it doesn't because mean it's love. if you mm-hmm. define love by that feeling, what happens when the feeling fades? Are you no longer in love? Right. And so. I'm just all over the place with this topic because I just read this article even before I knew what the topic of the show was. I read an article about loving someone versus being in love Mm -hmm. because someone mentioned to me, oh, being in love means that I'll die for you. I was like, what? Oh, no. That's not being in love. (laughs) No, we ain't saying all that. That is not being in love. (laughs) Who told you that? Uh Not over here, son. So it just got me to thinking about how people just define mm-hmm. love so differently. Yes. And now as an adult, I feel like love is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's not a fairy tale. It is choose. Wait a minute. <laughs> I need to give a standard ovation because you, my yes. you got the, just got the standard so, ovation. Yes, because <laughs> love is a choice. It's a choice. Ooh, when I get, ooh. It's, oh. Go on, girl. Okay. Love is a choice. Maya in the it spirit. It is choosing <laughs> to still care about that person, right. even when they get on your nerves, mm-hmm. even when you don't like them, even when they do something that Welcome, just come. Holy Spirit. If you can interrupt her one more time. I'm sorry. Because I'm feeling it. But love is caring when it feels like you don't even know who that person is anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that one. <laughs> Cause I've had some moments. I've had some moments, y'all. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I am a better person. Mm-hmm. I have come a long way. Uh-huh. But I have had moments where I have lost it, and and I'm sure, and same vice versa. My husband is not perfect, mm-hmm. and but in in spite of all of that, it was still we still love each other. You know, 
But how did you know that you loved him? Did you still have that feeling the entire time? No, not the, not it at that moment like, when I was acting. <laughs> or were you like, you know what, him? It's it's something about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, well, obviously in the moment I was not feeling any of that. I was over it. I was done. <laughs> I was ready to go. But I guess it's just you know this. Um, I guess a connection or chemistry, like you said, mm-hmm. that you come back to reality and you calm down and you're like, you know what, this person does care about me. Right. They are there for me. You know. But I just want to also say about the article that I was reading, Love versus In Love, and it was talking about In Love being more so lust and infatuation. And so when people are like, oh, I'm in love with you, well, it's not healthy to have that in love feeling because it may fade away. Right. Hmm. I thought that was interesting because... All this time, I'm like, oh, you know, you hear people that are like, I'm in love with my husband. I'm in love with my wife. I'm in love with my spouse. And then you think about it and it's like, okay, well, how do you actually define the act of being in love? Versus just loving. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So again, love is a choice, but I do think that love takes work along with that relationship Mm -hmm. and you have to learn to be on the same accord and you have to define love with your spouse because if y'all aren't talking the same language then right because (laughs) there are so many different love languages that people have to learn yes indeed so on today's segment of CB Secret, we're going to talk about just that, the five love languages. Um, And I actually learned this a couple of years ago. I didn't even know that there were love languages um, until a couple of years ago when my husband and I had had some conversations (laughs) with therapists. Okay. Um, And um, we were taught that, you know, we need to learn what our love languages are because, you know, I may feel like, oh, he doesn't love me because Mm -hmm. he doesn't do this or he doesn't say this. And Uh he's like, what are you talking about? I tell you, I love you every day. Like I tell you, you're beautiful. I do all this stuff. Uh And, Mm -hmm. but because my, because of my love language, I wasn't receiving that and vice versa. I was doing things that I thought, we're being loved. We're showing yeah. love. And he was like, that's not that's showing me love. Right. Like, yeah, he's yeah, like, I don't be. need these new socks. And I'd be like, but babe, these, these socks is bomb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just want your feet to be warm. But um, for him, it wasn't, he wasn't receiving that. Right. Um, so the five love languages are words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, for me, I would have to say that acts of service are definitely is definitely like a pri- I would say I guess a primary my primary yeah, love language. That's mm-hmm. mine too. And like when I I will be honest, when I come in the house and the dishes are done, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like you would think he really did the most <laughs> for me, but it's a, like he's it, speaking your language exactly, now. <laughs> exactly. Now he don't do it all the time, but when he does, <laughs> it means a lot to me. Um. And I would say also for me, probably words of affirmation, um, just being, just knowing that someone cares about you and they, mm-hmm. or they acknowledge something about you, like, oh, your hair looks good today, babe. I was like, oh, thank you, because I worked hard on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you feel appreciated, you feel acknowledged. Um, and I also learned that you, if you watch um, or like really um, observe other people, mm-hmm. they also like give off their their love they language. Do. Which I don't 
I'm not convinced on that yet because I'm a gift giver, uh-huh. but I don't need you to don't receive give. gifts. Ah. So I'm not completely sold on that yet. But that's because maybe that's you're yours. like, like you're oh. a nurturer, right? Like that's just yeah. what you do. That's what I do. That, I like yeah. to I like to surprise people. I like to do something that makes them feel good. Um, but that's not my love language, receiving gifts. So I'm oh. not convinced on that one yet. Um Well, it could be that you like giving, but you're not at the level of giving as somebody who has that as their primary love language. You get what I'm saying? You might be like at a 75%. Mm. Right, and yeah, then yeah. somebody who is actually... Oh, I might be. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, okay. you like to give gifts, so right. you might be at a 75%. But oh, okay. then somebody who is like, what is it, likes gifts? To, likes to receive Receiving gifts. gifts yeah. They might be at 100%. That might be the big thing for them. Right. Okay, yeah. So perhaps... Um, so, yeah, and so I think it's important in any relationship, really, because you can also use this, like, at work. Of course, it's not called the love languages at work. It's called mm-hmm. something else. But, um, for example, um, when I was in training, the lady had given an example of um, someone that's at work, and she worked overtime, and she did all this stuff, and people were um, saying, oh, we appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So they were giving those words of affirmation. Right. They even came and brought her, like, um, you know, coffee in the morning, Yes, uh-huh. and uh, they were showing her appreciation, but at she the end of the like day, she never no <laughs> somebody did like pat her on the back or something like that. Whatever. But um, she was like, you know, she had said something like, um, no, they don't appreciate me, and it was like, well, how we did all this stuff for you, and she was like, you, she would know she was appreciated if they if they came and sat next to her and worked at the same time. So maybe that's like quality of time or extra service or something yeah. like that. So <clears> I, I said all that to say that. You know, at work, you can use this. You can use this in any relationship. Uh-huh. To, My to... job actually does use, um, they don't call it the love languages, yeah, but during the else. interview process, we have a lengthy interview process, and they ask you, how do you feel appreciated? Like, what what's makes your you, language? Yeah. Pretty much. And Maybe it's minus five lang- love so. languages appreciation language or something like that well so um i do this with my students i have them take the love language quiz and i think it's one like for teenagers but then Uh i also have one um that is about their love language with their parents right Mm -hmm. and so then they're like oh well with my parents i'm more like this like this is the way i want there's a difference yeah there's a difference whereas with a significant other, like, this is how I want to be loved, right? So, for example, physical touch, right? Some of them may like that with their significant other, but when it comes to their parents, they're like, I don't want to hug. I don't want to kiss. I I just want my parents to buy me something. I just want my parents to tell me that they love me, right? Mm -hmm. So, we do that. I'll have them take both quizzes on the same day and then compare how their love languages differ between who it's relating to. Oh, right, wow. right. So I it's important to it's important to know your love language with the various relationships in your life. Yeah. And also when you have um, you know, when in your relationships understanding that other person's love language because, you know, if you're especially if you're in a, you know, a marriage or, you know, in a relationship like that, you want that other person to feel loved by you. Right. right. That's important uh-huh. because you want to feel loved too. Right. So you have to understand how they receive love and try to you know, and try to act accordingly, act in a way that would make them feel loved. Absolutely. I have, so, I have, Maya, right. you've been ready for your moment for a very long time now. I just <laughs> want to talk about God because God is love. Um, so now it's time for Maya's motivational moment. And today, 
my quote is simply a scripture. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now, when people hear this, they're probably like, that is kind of impossible to love in all of those ways. But that's why to me, like, God is love because that is the way that God loves us. So what I actually want to do is I have been, um, I started writing a book last year and I want to read an excerpt from the book where I talk about this type of godly love. This is a story of love, the greatest love of all, agape love, that godly love, that unconditional, selfless, and sacrificial love, that love that is given when one doesn't even deserve it. Let's pause right here. How do we decide whether or not someone deserves our love? We first think, are they worth it? Then we go on to assess their worth by considering many factors. Do they love me? Have they treated me right? What do they do for me? What can I gain from this person? Based on our answers to those questions, we then determine whether or not we are going to love someone and how much we are willing to give. In other words, we evaluate the actions of others to determine our own actions. And that's a problem. What if God decided whether or not we were worth his love by considering how we treat him? We would be in trouble. However, agape love shows the character of the lover and rarely has anything to do with the one being loved. It's the love that God shows us daily. We fail God time and time again, yet his grace and mercy over and over shows us that his word is true. And then I go into um, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. And I say we read those words and know that it is the right way to love, but it's hard. Some may even think, well, I'm not God, so I can't do that. You're right. You are not God. However, we were created in his image and in his likeness. Therefore, even though we can never be as perfect as God, we can follow his commandments and give ourselves a greater chance to reap the rewards of obedience. So that's just a portion of it. But clearly love is important to God and he has called all of us to love one another no matter what. And a lot of times we assess how much we're going to love someone else based on how they love us. And that's not what love is. So that's exactly that what you were saying, selfish. Jess. <laughs> you and were saying it's a choice. It's a it choice. It is a choice. But just listening to you say that, it's like, you're absolutely right, Maya. We determine whether or not we're going to love somebody else by what they can do for us. Yeah. That's selfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that do you really love, love is them? not <laughs> selfish. It's not. Right. It's not. Um, it's not conditional. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, you, you really know if you're in unconditional love or if you have unconditional love. If someone or you know, treats you like crap and you still find it in your heart to be loving. Now, in some people's eyes, loving may look a certain type of way, but loving is just, you don't have to treat that person like crap back. Like, Mm -hmm. it all Mm -hmm. depends on your behavior, your attitudes. Um, Now, in the heat of the moment, though. uh Uh-huh. In the heat of the moment. (laughs) Because in the heat of the moment, and these are my old days, y'all. I'm reformed. I'm a better person. So, I don't have, we don't have these kind of moments anymore. But... (laughs) In the heat of the moment, you're not feeling anything but absolutely anger. <laughs> you're not. Whatever you, whatever the situation is, 
that's what you're feeling. You're not really thinking about love All at that moment. All you think about is hurt. How can I hurt How them? How can I hurt and get the revenge? Yes. That's why it's a choice. <laughs> it is a mindset, right? Yes. Because yes. in that moment, you're not happy. You're not thinking about, oh, now, but this person. No. And I will say, I will say maybe that's just it, is that now I think about our love and our bond and our, chem- our you know, our, our relationship, our marriage, uh-huh. instead of all the anger. I don't think mm-hmm. about that anymore. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to let him be great because I love him. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be angry and I don't want right. to feel, make him feel bad or anything like that. I want him to feel love. We're going to talk about it, uh-huh. but I don't need to act out and act a fool yep. or tell him he's wrong about this and a third. So maybe that's just it is that I'm making a choice to not to to love emasculate yep. him yep. instead of act a fool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But Maya, I'm also so glad that you read First uh, Corinthians. Mm-hmm. I saw this meme on one of the platforms about dating and using First Corinthians as a guide. Okay, so wherever it says love, replace it with your spouse's name and determine whether or not they are worthy of. You are love. No, just oh. dating them in period. Oh, okay. And dating them in general. And so it's like, okay, is Jessica patient? Is Jessica kind? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very interesting because if you can't answer the questions the way that it's supposed to be answered, maybe that's not a person that you should date. Right, but not everybody's perfect. Right. Well, yeah. no, you're not perfect. Right. And you might be missing a couple of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe you'll grow because we all we're we're all constantly growing. Yeah. But then you have to determine is this person like are they willing to grow to right. change these things? Or are they just generally not a nice not person? Not a nice person, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that everybody deserves to be loved no matter what. But it's like, in what capacity then do you have them in your life, right? Right. So you're saying, you know, you can look at those things and say, okay, do I want to pursue a romantic relationship with this person or not? And I mean, that's so much that can go into determining that. But I think in general, period, everybody deserves to be loved. And, you know, as Christians, we are called to be loving. And sometimes... Mm -hmm. It is difficult. That is is another thing. So I realized when I get angry like that at partners, (laughs) one in particular. Okay. (laughs) When I get angry like that, I realize, okay, my anger and how I'm reacting in this situation, does that reflect God's love? For that person. Mm -hmm. Will he look at me and be like, God loves me because Jessica represents a child of God, and this is the way she's treating me. Uh-huh. Right. right. Like, how how are you speaking as a Christian? Right. Like, how are your right. actions? You can't I, mean, I used right. to go crazy. Uh-huh. But then, I, you know, I had to scale you were it back. You're a better person. That's scale right. I'm still being, a work in progress. We are all right. a work in progress. <laughs> exactly. Scaling it back, like, okay, I can't flip out like that. Right. You can't. You can't. But also it takes, I mean, this is kind of off topic. But it just takes so much energy. And it's like a poison. At least for me, it was like a poison running through my veins. It was like (laughs) pumping through my veins. Like, I I could feel it. And then when you come down off of that, you're like, oh, my gosh. You kind of like, who was that? (laughs) Uh Who tried to hit you with that car? I've definitely had moments where I'm like, I don't know who that was. That was not me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) 
And just for clarification, <laughs> on, a, on a low car I, situation, I, I may or may not have gotten angry and attempted to might possibly could have harmed someone harmed someone with the vehicle, harm someone <laughs> with the vehicle. It's but, okay though. but that was in the past right. yes and yeah, a better person you didn't harm them maybe attempt um okay we, so everyone is alive and well everybody's alive and well we're yes. good oh, and right. jess has grown from there yes. i mean there's things that we could all say we've done that we are not proud of but i think as long as someone was hurt and we <laughs> grow and we learn from and those situations from and, and definitely do better exactly Alrighty, so <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for ask pmp if you would like to send us a question, you can email us at Pritzy, the letter N, purpose, duh, at gmail.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at Pritzy, underscore, the letter N, underscore, purpose, duh. All right, so we got a question today from one of our PMP listeners, um, and she said, women... We love holding everyone else accountable, but why do we reject accountability? Mm. All right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm big on accountability, so let's do it. Okay. I mean, I don't have an answer, but. <laughs> well, I think, all right, so, and holding everyone else accountable. I think as women, because we're natural nurturers, right? Mm-hmm. And we always like, oh, we want to see the best in other people, right? So we're encouraging, like, our spouse, you know, do this. Or, you know, why didn't you do that? Or even our friends. But then when it comes to us, sometimes it's like, oh, shoot, I should Wait a done minute, that. that don't apply to me. Should, yeah, like, oh, <laughs> right. oh, yeah, I have to, ooh. Right, so it's just like, you know, we have to hold ourselves up to the same standards that we're holding everyone else up with. Right. It's I'm big on... Accountability and personal responsibility. Like, you have to be responsible for your own actions and, you know, do the things that you set out to do. Do what you're supposed to be doing. You can't expect everyone else around you to be doing the right thing or what have you. And you just chilling. You know what? I think it's because we're so busy holding everybody else accountable and who's going to hold us accountable if we're holding them accountable? Well, that's what I'm saying. Personal responsibility. You out here worried about everybody else. You need to be <laughs> exactly. focused on yourself. Well, no. Like, we don't have that accountability partner because they're okay. not even accountable. Right. But I think that maybe the problem is that we put so much of our energy outside of us yeah. and external to us. Yeah. Not that I think it's we do have accountability partners, and that's awesome. We should. But when it comes to... It sounds like the question is more so, like, we out here making sure everybody else do what they supposed to do but we're not we're not doing what we're supposed to do right and then maybe when people try to check us on what we supposed to do right maybe sometimes oh, let me get this challenge yeah then it's like <laughs> right. oh wait a minute wait, but you gotta you worried about me you gotta mm, check yeah. intentions exactly. because if someone if someone that i know loves and cares about me says celeste did you get on the treadmill today like my dad actually told me today when i was laying in the bed uh-huh. he was like why are you not on the treadmill Ooh. i said wait a minute <laughs> i don't feel like it uh-huh. but you know, it's because, but I know he's not saying it in a malicious, malicious way. way. Yeah. He's saying it because he loves me. He wants me to be healthy, etc. So you have to really check intentions and know where that person that that person is coming from a good place and right. not be defensive. Yeah, because what's wrong with somebody making sure you're doing what you're supposed to do? Exactly. But holding ourselves accountable, I mean, it 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 is important. Even if we have like a to do list of the things that we have to do. You know, like you said, working out and things like that. But some days we're like, man, I don't feel like it. Then when somebody call you out on it, it's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you gotta come back and say, you know what, you you were right. You were right. 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 Exactly. I might not have liked it at the moment, but uh-huh. you, you but you were right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I appreciate you have to appreciate that people are someone else is looking out for you and trying to hold you accountable. So I think it's um, a mindset. It's a perception, um, and you have to realize the intentions that people are coming with. And like you said, Celeste, also having personal responsibility is super important. All right, folks, that's all that we have for today's segment. Until next time. Thanks, PMP Posse.